Hey guys, you're listening to Butterfly Road, where we talk everything sport and mental health. I'm Jenny McGowan, joined by Carrie Ricaro, and it's time to get mentally naked. up after me too me too do i have the tea for you it's actually not that you have tea and i literally have butterfly road logistics (laughs) no (laughs) can we not do the logistics they're tiny they're tiny you know what i don't even know why i delete my instagram app because i just go on my laptop on safari yeah i'm like that doesn't count like what is the point i might as well just keep it on my phone yes have you been meditating Yes, I have. I just haven't done the check-ins because I, I know. know I'm like Jenny's so shy in the check-ins, but um, I for anyone, I guess we're rolling. So anyone that's listening, we've been doing Emily Perrin's um, five-day meditation challenge and we're in a group on Instagram and every day we have a new challenge about what we're supposed to be focusing on during the meditation and we're supposed to like check in and respond back and Jenny has been MIA mute. <laughs> but I've been group, doing it. I've been doing, doing it. Which is good. Yeah. I've actually been really enjoying it. Me too. I don't, I don't want to be the kiss ass that like reaches out to her and is like, can we do it for 10 days? But I would like do a longer challenge because I- I would too. Wait, I how long more, is it? It's only five days. So we, I'm, we're more than halfway. This is day three. I'm just like, I don't want to stop on day five and then be like, I'm done meditating. So I want to hold myself accountable there. Have you been doing like the three minute ones that she's been sending? I've yeah, just been I doing her. Just yeah, me too. Them. But today it's so seven like, minutes, accessible. It, yeah. So easy. What did accessible. I just say? Accessible. accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It's so accessible. Like yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Today's was a little bit longer, but it felt quick. And you know what helped me today <laughs> versus other days is when I did it with AirPods in, because then I had no outside mm-hmm. distraction noise. I need to do that. The day before I heard like the highway and little Bo Peep running outside and I'm like, I'm very distracted. So it was good with the AirPods. Um, yeah. I was going to say, um, I definitely, the body one, do you know how you said you found yourself kind of like doing it after the meditation, like checking in with like physically mm-hmm. I didn't do that as much as I did the breath like yesterday I noticed it so much more and I was like I don't know when I started to feel stressed I like just focused on my breath and like I no, that even, was like, what I said ye- yesterday I said no I, I know but I'm saying work. it happened to me with the breath more than it did with the body you said you it, you oh wait well, did you say it was I, about the breath no I didn't say it was about either I was just saying in general I was just out and about and was deep breathing so not about the body or the breath I just noticed like I'm out in public but like oh wake up like you can be mindful right here and kind of like reset and Mm -hmm. do a little bit of like deep breathing without anyone like realizing because that would like look weird um but yeah I thought that was yeah it's it's helpful it's cool when you can see that it like subconsciously applies in your life oh yeah and 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 this was what I was going to talk about after we will have her as a guest to talk all about this because she's absolutely incredible yeah I cannot wait she's so cool um, I just want, I just remembered this. So <laughs> I'm sure you saw my Snapchat story briefly today, but I just remembered because I said holding myself accountable with the meditation, but yeah, I, I was holding myself accountable today and target, target yeah. because <laughs> I rolled, well, first of all, I ran out of toothpaste and who like has no spare toothpaste lying around. I feel like that's not normal. That it's happened to me a couple times. Oh, that is like not my thing. Like I'm very oh. like 
all about my teeth. Yeah, so right. I'm, I look, was scrambling in the cabinet. I was like, how the hell do I not have one thing of toothpaste? So I was like, all right, you have to get toothpaste and you need gum. And <laughs> um, so I was like, uh-uh. You are going in there and you are putting this journey on the public platform. So you will not, you know, sway from the mission. And it was really, really hard. It was really hard. Yeah, you did, I did it. You did I sway. Did Why? Wasn't it 10 bucks? Yeah, but my toothpaste, I, I went high end on the toothpaste. That was the only thing I got. Toothpaste you got a $15 toothpaste? I, a pack of two, high end. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so. and you got to get a, a backup for next time it happens. Yeah. So now I have two, but I also, that also reminded me today, um, Casey Murphy and Chris had to borrow my car cause Casey's in the shop and, uh, he was like making fun of everything about my car. Like he held up my, cause he drove my car and he held up my keys and mm-hmm. it has all these dangling chains on it. And he's like, of course, every woman has like a keychain <laughs> like this, like putting out a Snapchat. I'm like, don't put me on blast. Then he proceeds to Snapchat. This is so embarrassing. So this is like a little confession, but sometimes like I have gum in my car, but I don't always want, I just thought of this because Target, when I got gum, I don't always want to waste a full piece. And I guess he went to pick out a piece of gum for my car because he was driving my car and he Snapchatted, put me on blast that I took a bite <laughs> out of my little mento gum. Oh, really? Who the hell leaves one little half You did that? Yeah, and he put it on Why? his Snapchat. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to waste the whole gum piece. I just want a little nibble, and I. But just it was like a, mo- it was like those little pill-shaped ones. It yeah, wasn't like, like a circle, like a mento. And I oh. bite out half, and then so literally half a mento. That's a serial killer <laughs> so he, trait. That's a serial killer trait. He wanted to go get a nice right piece of gum, and it was a half a mento chew. <laughs> That's I was disgusting. like, I'm so embarrassed. How funny oh, is that? Oh, God. Oh, I was telling you, I'm going to see a movie tonight. Oh, yeah. And I'm really pumped because I can have some milk Popcorn. Duds. Oh, yeah. Great <laughs> no, movie milk. snack. Great movie snack. Really? You agree with me? Yes, I love Literally, duds. How I did love I not know milk this? Milk duds is like that, one that's of my, favorite my candy. first choice. My favorite's uh, probably That's my Reese's. favorite candy. But milk Reese, duds. Reese's is right up there. Oh yeah, my I'm goodness. never going to turn down a milk dud. Like if someone's like, do you want one? I'm like, yeah. I am Always. so shocked. Wow, this is great. Everyone I have told that milk duds You know are why my favorite, they're good? It's they're like. They're great because they last forever in the movie too because they take forever to chew. You just get me. You just <laughs> get. Yes, get they last freaking forever. You spend like 30 minutes chewing one and then the next 30 trying to get it out of your teeth and yep. then you have then a you whole can... box of them. Yep. It's great. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah. Why don't you um, introduce the special guest for today? So the special guest is a dear friend of mine. <laughs> She's older than I am. She is a professional athlete. But the special guest is Carrie. Hey! We're just going to interview Carrie today. Surprise. As if we don't interview each other every other week. No, but you have some life updates, so. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to do this because I felt like it would I be did too. interesting. No, yeah, but I like when I was writing out my notes, I was like, I really want to share. Like, I'm yeah. really excited to open up and be, be vulnerable about this because I feel like I drop crumbs throughout the season. But now that my season's over, I want to like kind of give like a full overview mm-hmm. and kind of get like really candid about like the NWSL the season and all the things that people probably like were secretly wondering about within reason 
Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll start. Okay, great. And then ask as you want. Okay. I'll save it for the end. Well, actually, my, no, I'll do whatever my, I want. <laughs> my pre thing I wanted to say is that I recently put up an Instagram that said like I wouldn't change a thing. And as I thought about it, I was like, I feel like a lot of people would look at that and be like, well, so much terrible happened. Would you really not want to change a thing? And then I thought about it and I'm still like, no, I just don't think I would want to change anything about what happened. And I will tell you why at the end. But I like genuinely meant it when I was like, no. I As a disclaimer, I feel like just personally, how it affected you personally, just because you, I feel like you're going to say, because it got you to where you are today, but obviously for the people involved and all that drama and stuff, like you would want to change that. I would. Oh, that. Yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with my soccer journey. I'm talking about. Oh, my, okay. Sorry. I thought I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about how it happened because I feel like it helped me grow a lot and learn a lot. So obviously things I've talked about, like throughout the years, like I came into preseason, you, we all know, like I was a cuckoo person, psycho worked out, came in very prepared, was like incredibly fit, crushed the 10 weeks, was really consistent, like felt really confident. Did you get your hair done? I'm sorry. I did. Um, I was like, it looks so good. Yeah. I noticed it yesterday. I'm like, is she, or no, today when we were FaceTiming, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Barbie doll. Yeah. I'm literally You were so blonde. Wait, it looks so good. Thank you. I was like, oh my God, wait, why is it so short? $33. That's amazing. You went to your students? (laughs) Yeah, I went to my my Wait, that looks so good. You had to send me a picture. I kind of want to do that. Sorry, I just completely interrupted your story. Oh, I was just saying, oh, how I came in like really prepared for season. And like I started every preseason game. And I've talked about this in another episode where I had like maybe a day and a half of bad days out of 10 weeks. And was like super pumped. La la la. Didn't read into anything, no matter what penny I was given. There were days where I was like put with people that would be quote non-starters or people that like whatever. And you know how people read into things in sports. I didn't read into anything. There was a day where I wasn't in the lineup the day before the preseason game, ended up coming in and starting the game and like all these. I was like, just stay steady, Eddie. Don't read into anything. I was in such a good headspace because I knew I was like, your hard work paid off. Like you had something to prove. So you're either going to do this or you're not. And so I, that's what I did. I was like, you're going to prepare as if like, it's all or nothing here. And I think I came in the first day. Yeah. It was very obvious. Even the first day it was like, whoa, she's like cruising around the fitness. But then even throughout the whole thing, like, okay. So then the games start the first, the fall series or not the fall series, the challenge cup. I get they're all confused. The challenge cup where the four games basically don't mean anything. So it's time to like, try people or see or whatever that, you know, you want to win, but it's not real regular season play. So the first few games I was playing center back, I, I moved position. So after 10 weeks of being a midfielder, I got moved back to center back. Challenge cup was good. We got the win. The second game we're playing away. I'm playing center back again. Cause our players are still either recovering from injury or whatever. And, um, I get subbed at halftime, which is like unheard of for a center back because we were letting in a couple goals. And, uh, I remember this. It was really, it, it screwed me up bad. Uh, I didn't go on social media for like over a week. I, I like getting subbed as a center back at halftime is embarrassing. No, you Tell don't tell me. I, I was don't a center even back know. Too. I don't even have words. He was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to take you out. And I didn't hear, like, you could have 
done other things or at least spoke to me after or whatever. So anyway, I, I fly home the next day. I end up training. We get off the plane. We train with all the the girls that didn't play. And I'm like, get it out of your system. Train. How to, how to find time. Get back at it. Next thing I know, I'm back in the midfield on the reserves. And so I'm like, now what's going on? Like, am I not a center back anymore? But now I'm not even playing when I earned the starting spot in the midfield. And it's not always about start or not start. Like, I don't want to always put my value on, like, my playing time. But at that point, I really just wanted to play because I felt like I earned it. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm, I'm on the reserves in the midfield. So then I start having conversations. What's going on? Oh, well, you know, you, you didn't lose your spot. But when, when you moved back there, you, someone took your spot. So I'm like, okay, if that's this is pro sports, if that's the situation, that's the damn situation. It's not the most fair thing. It's like no fault of your own. There's nothing you could do about it except get it back, which is like really was difficult. But I was up for the challenge, had a couple days before we went to our third Challenge Cup game, end up going in the game. We got the win against Louisville. I totally felt as if I like got my spot back and I did, except that whole week I'm training, training, training with the starters in the lineup, in the lineup go to play on Saturday for our last Challenge Cup game. And I walk into the locker room and I'm the only person switched out of the starting lineup. And uh, I wasn't told anything. So then I wasn't starting. And so those things, like that whole up and down journey in the beginning after having the 10 weeks of consistency was really difficult for me mentally. And, and at that point, you're like, how do I be a team player and not be a distraction in the locker room? When you walk in and you think you're starting and you're the only person that's not and everyone's looking around at you to see why and if you're OK and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do not distract. I went to the bathroom in the stall, like bre- did a little breathing, maybe shed a tear or two. and was like, all right, we'll figure this out after the game. Ended up having to go in the game. Did fine. I think we won. Oh, no, we tied. I don't really remember. It's irrelevant at this point. God, you would say that this that type of, like, treatment, like, the coach would normally do that for you? Like, a coach would – do you think it's normal I don't or think that's, fair to say, like, they should have said something to you and they would do that for any other people on the team? I think anyone that's getting taken out of a lineup after – Like, jerked around a little, should, yeah. Should be – should have a conversation – yeah, it's not, it's not always the case, yeah. but I felt in that moment, yes. I just think between coaches and players, open communication helps with player management, and it's more helpful and valuable than people realize to just at least know your role and not be blindsided. I think a lot of players in the league on my team specifically had points during the season where they felt blindsided by a certain thing or decision that was made. And it was like less about the decision, more about like being embarrassed because they weren't prepared for that decision. And I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of my teammates. And so for me, in that case, that was a couple of examples of how that happened to me. I just was kind of playing the guessing game. And like I said earlier, I didn't read into a lot of things during preseason. I started to read into a lot of things now. Fast forward from there had chances to like really break into the lineup there. And there's a lot of moving parts and I'm not going to get into the whole thing and go through every single freaking game of the season. But like I was going into games and making a consistent impact and I played in every game minus one. I didn't play in one game. Every other game I either started or at least got in. So for me, that was really cool. One of my goals was to play in every single game and I only didn't play in one, which was awesome. So like, things for me that started to get harder. I mean, girls left for the Olympics. I I was ready to break into the lineup and I was like, I'm going to be needed now. And at first when the girls left, I still wasn't consistently starting or 
starting at all, actually. And I was like, oh my God, the Olympic players left and I'm still like, am I needed on this team? Like questioning if I'm even someone who is needed. And I think that was a huge mistake because something I would tell myself now is like, you're always needed, whether you're starting or not, you're always someone that's needed and that you will get an opportunity, which is something I've talked about. And you have to be ready because you don't know when it's coming. And one of the hardest things to do and something I'm really proud of myself for is the fact that I was able to stay fit enough to where if I had to go in for a long chunk of time, it wasn't like I was like sucking wind and then like kind of in the back of the line, like uh, she's not ready type of thing to be the sub. So there was one game right around when the Olympics was starting where I had to go in at halftime because we were just kind of whatever we needed a change. And I came in and played the 45 and like, thank God I was like ready mentally and physically. I played the 45 and then I started starting after that. I was starting out of position because he was trying to like move puzzle pieces around and like try to fit players on the field. But I ended up earning enough time in a different spot, um, which leads me to like something else that was a little bit difficult was, I mean, there was a lot of formation changes, a lot of me moving around. Am I playing here? Am I playing there? Like I said, I was playing center back in the beginning and by, by my birthday, July, I was playing attacking mid. So it was a lot of like, where am I going to be this week? Who's going to be next to me? A lot of like personnel changes, moving parts because of the Olympics. Girls are in and out. Girls are injured. But then I started getting dropped from the lineup again. So then it's another like, okay, in and out. Like I felt like it was always just me. Um, and I'm sure everyone on my team has their own that might, journey. Yes, yeah, in some just way. a little. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But you got, you're looking out for yourself. Like at the end of the day, it's yeah. your job. Like, yeah. but like, yeah. yes, yes. And I have talked to my some of my teammates about it. They do have similar experiences in mm-hmm. different ways. If that makes sense, like they do feel like it's always yeah. them in other ways as well. So for me, I was like, what do I do? How do I move forward? Like, how do I figure out how to better talk to my teammates and like help? get the best out of them so then they can help me. And so I started writing in Sharpie every single day for weeks. This big on my wrist right here, I would write RF, refocus. And then it's, I started to look down at it and I was like, that looks so cheesy. So then I just started scribbling. So I would literally go to practice with a big Sharpie scribble on my arm, like every day for weeks. And it got a lot better because every time I had um, like a break or would look down, I saw it right away, like on my wrist. I was like, oh. That's your reminder. And to just like grind and trust. So that happened. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I'm like almost at the end of my my journey here. So this was like October time, like I just previously mentioned. Coach got fired. Not going to go into the whole thing. But I will say for me specifically, it was incredibly emotional. Um, it was hard to deal with. Like I didn't know what to feel. Okay, so then... Sean, our new coach, stepped in and he was our assistant at the time. So he was around the team for many years. He's been a part of the youth club. He's awesome. I have a really great relationship with Sean. Um, He stepped in, which was very difficult for him, I'm sure. He came at a really tough time and uh, like kudos to him for taking this group and like leading us in that way and kind of just giving us a sense of hope and a distraction and some light at the end of our tunnels and all of it, like, he, I, like, I'm so thankful for him for what he did because I don't think it was easy to step into an environment like this. I enjoyed playing for him for the last four weeks because it kind of gave me this, like, fresh start and a clean slate type of thing, and I felt very free 
like really free. Like this weight was off me that I just had none of the like previous memories from the whole season and all the, you know, moving positions and getting benched and the preseason, all of it, like any of the nonsense, it kind of all went away in that moment because I was just like, it's a new start and we have nothing to lose at this point. I personally just felt like I could play like myself without second guessing or hesitating. And I know that so many people, anyone listening might have a different opinion. Like everyone had a different relationship with the previous coach different opinion whether they were a player a colleague a family member whoever had a relationship with him feels a different way depending on their relationship and so that was like a really important for people to recognize and I still think it is important for people to recognize that like person a is not going to feel the same as b c d all the way across the alphabet because every single person had a unique thing going on we um ended up making playoffs as a team which was so cool like we didn't really expect to and then we kind of squeaked in at the end we got the results we needed just enough points to make it in going like this the whole time crossing our fingers we made it in we ended up losing to the Washington Spirit in double overtime and I was proud of myself that's what I was saying I was proud of myself because I ended up earning a lot of playing time at the end and like I said in the beginning my worth isn't always in my playing time but for me the entire year through the ups and downs and everything that I was going through I kept saying to myself you want to finish strong. You want to finish in an upward trajectory. You want to grow and finish with growth. And so for me, the playing time and being a starter at the end of the season, it wasn't necessarily about the start per se or that label, but it was about that that symbolized growth and like an upward trajectory for me after having like a very rocky roller coaster. So for me, I felt like, and it still would have happened for me, whether I was a quote starter or not, I would have felt the growth because I did feel free. I felt like I was having fun. I felt like I was able to just kind of bring my individuality back and my creativity without second guessing or hesitating, which then allowed me to try things and practice. So I guess one question I have is, and I know you said you wouldn't change a thing. And I agree with you because look where you're at now and we like where you're at now. Right. But for people who, you know, like everyone experiences ups and downs in their season. So for someone listening that is about to get in a season or, you know, just, I don't know, plays sport in general. So what advice would you give to someone, you know, at the beginning of the season or looking back, what would you tell yourself, you know, and just to like make the situation better to help yourself or whoever's listening to get through it better, you know, mentally? hard that's a loaded question um I've I talked about this in a recent episode about how you're always gonna have an opportunity and just to put your head down and be ready for it and that's kind of what I did like I wasn't in the lineup I wasn't a consistent starter till the end of the year finish strong by the end and then you can put your head to the pillow and say some things were out of my control it was a wacky wacky year we had a coaching change there was a lot going on but I finished strong yeah and put my head down till the end and at the end of the day it's a business so some things are just out of your control. But how do we, how do we get someone who's like listening to this to not get to the point where you were at, where you were, you know, kind of like projecting and all that, like, how would you prepare someone else to, you well, know, if they arrived at that point, what would you say to them? Be like, don't freak out. Like, just, would you tell them to refocus? Like, is that yes, your biggest yeah, piece of I advice? I would say keep refocusing, like keep doing the mental work. For me, it was hard. It was a long season. 10 months is a really long time to stay steady. Yeah. Like the fact that I, 
stayed pretty steady. I can't say steady for more than three days. Yeah. The fact that like I stayed steady that long, considering like all whatever else was happening to me. Like, I also think you could have benefited from remembering like not to freak out over the things you could not control Yeah. because you had done everything at that Mm -hmm. point and it still wasn't working out, Mm -hmm. but you were, it, you felt like it should have been working out. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, okay, well, I'm just controlling. You should have said, well, and I'm, I think you did. You did. That's, that's what like, I did. You would I remind just, yourself, like, yeah. just like, just focus on yourself, control what you can control. Like you at the end of the day, like, yes, you're playing, but like, you don't make those decisions that the coaches make. Like, right. and I remember like when we would talk about this in the middle of all this happening and it's something you actually told me, it's like these coaches, sometimes they don't make decisions on a lineup based on like the best 11. They're like, it is a business. So there are other things at play, you know, you want to get people playing time. So I don't know if you want to make a trade, like it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's how the businesses run. Mm-hmm. And so these coaches like, and it happens in every single professional mm-hmm. league, like it's mm-hmm. not a secret. That's just completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. And so a lot yeah, that that's just something. It. Yeah. yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up too. And at the college level and youth level, that still happens. It's like, okay, who are we playing against? Maybe Susie's better than yeah, you know, it Samantha, depends. because of who we're playing, or like maybe like this girl needs to, Julie needs to be with Bobby on the thing, and like they need these two girls need to play next to each other because they combine well, and so it just depends on. Yeah, and I think it also just goes to show that you, like, you're gonna get the opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. you have your own unique strengths that someone else that might be starting in that game doesn't have, and so you just gotta wait for your chance and mm-hmm. wait for your opportunity. And just make sure you're ready when it comes. Mm-hmm. My one thing too is I think I did it I just did I waited till too late and that's probably my fault was to start refocusing writing refocus Mm -hmm. on my arm because once I consciously sat there and said how do we fix this everything Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything I would just take that that scenario of me like at the breaking point and just not reach the breaking point and just like um yeah consistently practice the refocusing technique that I made up versus like doing it when I'm at like that rock bottomy type of place. Yeah, so that would be the one thing. But besides that, you made up a good, you brought up a good point about controlling what you can and not overthinking everything. Yeah, Sometimes it's hard it's not though. about you. Yeah, it's it was really so hard. hard. And it's hard when it's your job, your livelihood. Yeah, like, this is my I can't job. Imagine. Um, so yeah, I'm resting and enjoying and like reflecting on the year, but like ultimately leaving 2021 NWSL season, like incredibly proud of the team and the resiliency and just like proud to do it with that group and then for myself individually just like proud of myself for how I finished not how I started but how I finished because that was always what I wanted to do was just like finish strong and like know that I did everything to fight through and like end on a positive note to the best of my ability no matter what other outside circumstances were out of my control which I did yeah you did yeah